0: Did you want to do a side quest? I can I can drop my topic on you here. <laughs> uh, it it's literally just three D printing. <laughs> what about three <3D laughs> like, D printing? They, I originally thought of this back when you were working on getting that uh, Voron from Andy. I don't I don't I there's I know there's a lot of brands out there. I see you guys talking about bamboo and Elagoo. And there's uh, Creality, I think is the one. The Ender Ender Creality is the one that you guys got me that I have not set yep. up yet. Still, so like, I, where to I even begin? Not even necessarily where to even begin, but like the is this is this just another, uh, you know, Andy buys something expensive and then one of us gets something expensive and then we keep one-upping well, kind of situation. Is that what's going on? So and I'm there's,
1: just there's a little bit unaware. of that. Like, there's a little bit of that Morell brother competition of technology that we've <laughs> had for decades now that does exist in here. But it's okay. it's almost not as much a competition anymore as much of like a, hey, look at how much this has advanced and you should also do this too kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, like, I don't even remember... No, I do remember. I, so my original thing with 3D printing was I wanted to make little statues that yeah. it was it was going to be a graffiti movement that I was doing with the Nain Rouge, specifically in Detroit. I, I had 3D printed. Uh, the idea was I was instead of me buying lawn gnomes and painting them red and literally gluing them with like cement glue to whatever surface I wanted to, similar to Space Invader, the graffiti artist from uh Europe I believe Paris um where he does his little tiny uh space invader mosaics that he puts up all over the place instead of that I wanted to to I was going I was looking up how to bulk purchase cer- like ceramic or, or cement you know concrete lawn gnomes yeah. that were small enough that I could fit them in inconspicuous places where they wouldn't be noticed outright but when they were noticed, people would just be like, oh, holy shit, there's a lawn gnome sticking out of the side of that building kind of thing. Um, and instead of doing that, I, w- I asked Andy, I was like, hey, like, if I wanted to get into 3D printing to do this thing that I have an idea for, where do I even start? And he was like, well, you know, there's a lot of different machines to choose from. But if you're looking to just kind of get rolling off the bat, this Creality CR10 is a good way to go. You can usually get them for like, Three to five hundred dollars, depending on where you get them from. And so, I had talked to Dave, my boss at work, about this idea I had with these lawn gnomes, and he was like, "This is hilarious! Like, this is a good idea. Let's do this. How do we do this?" And he was ready to just like, <laughs> you know, do it with me. And uh, I don't remember. Exactly what he owed me money for at the time. It was something, a few things that I had purchased on my own dime that he was paying me back for, but essentially, like, he ended up buying my CR-10 okay. for me as, like, a as like a, I owe you money, like, here. Like, just buy this thing and get it here so we can play with it kind of thing. Okay. So we set up the CR-10. I think I printed about 50 of those little gnomes uh, mm-hmm. just... Uh, I, I made this gnome. I don't. Oh, they're all sitting over on the table over there. It, it's a it's a devil gnome model that, that it, it was just a gnome model that I found on Thingiverse that was sticking up its middle finger, and I had one of my friends, Eric from Mod Orange, add horns to him to make him more <laughs> demonic, to more or less symbolize the Nain Rouge, which is a okay. Detroit demonic lore thing for anybody listening who doesn't know. Um. So I printed about 50 of those things, 50 or 60 of them. I bought a whole bunch of filament to do it. I was running them at the shop daily. I was printing as many. I could print two a day, I think, at the time based off of the slicing software I had running and everything. And I just kind of like let it rip. And I printed off a bunch of them. And then the Nain Rouge Festival happened and we had our shop open at the Detroit Shipping Company. So I took all of them down there because I was like, I'm never going to have time to run around and stick these on walls like I want to. I'm just going to sell them for profit and we ended up selling like every single one of them during the Nain <laughs> Rouge Festival. Like, we like literally just like, I think we sold them for 15 bucks a pop. So we made whatever, $750 selling these stupid gnomes. Like, just those alone, like not counting the t shirts that we sold in conjunction with everything. But yeah. So that's the beginning of my 3D printing. And then it became 30, yeah. something where I was like, I was like, well, you know, this, how do I make this printer better? And so I started like figuring out how to slice things better. And then, um, you know, Corey and I started talking and he's like, well, you know, I need stands for my keyboards. Can you make something like this? Like, and he was going to buy a file off of Etsy for somebody who has a keyboard stand. And I'm like, well, why don't we make you one? That's like specific to you. And then when you're building keyboards on Twitch, And somebody sees you building a keyboard and say they want to buy the keyboard off of you, like you can throw in one of these stands like as like a thing, you know, like a branding sort of thing for you. So then I was like, well, I don't want them to just have any random stand off of Etsy. I'm going to learn how to model it. So then I found modeling software for my iPad and learned how to use that. And like, you know, blended that with the slicing software and then was able to start printing those off. And then it became this, like, well, if I want this to be profitable, like, I need to be able to print more of them faster and be able to sell them for cheaper. So, then I was like, Andy, how do I print these faster? And he's like, well, send me the file and let me take a look at it. And, you know, I sent him the file and he's got his Voron Zero. The Voron brand of printers, they're not really a brand. Voron is like a community. Vorons are all... that's like people
0: printing parts to their their printing printers with their printers right it's it's a it's
1: a term called rep wrap rep wrap printers are printers that print other printers like it's very it's a whole other community (laughs) of 3d printing and the voron guys were just like how do we make 3d printers that are stupid fast and like are able to have really good layer lines and clean prints off the bat like so they, it's a bunch of like engineering 3D printer nerds that got, all got together and they like built plans to like make this particular style of printer. And then they combined all of the resources of where to buy all the parts for them so that you online could just go and buy these parts, sourcing them from Amazon or wherever, you know, hardware mm-hmm. stores to build these printers. And then if you needed the parts, if you didn't already have a 3d printer, you could hire one of their guys to 3d print the 3d printed parts for you, or you could just run them yourself, but they had to be ran with specific, uh, filament. They wanted you to use ABS or, um, ASA, which are both high temperature plastics. They're toxic. So you don't want to, you want to use them in a ventilated area. You don't want to print them in an enclosed space. You don't want to be in the space when they're printing um, so Andy was like, Hey, I built this Voron zero. Let's test out those keyboard stands on this. He was able to like run off one of the keyboard stands in like three hours, which was like way faster than I was able to do. And I think it was, they were taking me like six hours. So he cut that time in half. And then he's like, well, I, I'm going to build this other Voron. And he showed, I remember him sending me the picture of the frame of his Voron 350 and Henry was standing in the frame of it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this printer's big enough to house my nephew, our our nephew." And I'm like, that's insane. And he's like, "You should totally build one of these." And I'm like, "I don't. I like. What do What's I have? I I don't even know. Like, yeah. I don't have the time for this." And so, uh during the pandemic, he, he Andy didn't have access to his lab at Wayne State, so he was like, "Hey." can I borrow your CR 10? I got a bunch of stuff I got to run off. Like, I'm like, yeah, cool. So he borrowed the CR 10 in as payment for borrowing it. He ended up upgrading my CR 10 to having a bunch of new fixtures and pieces and elements to it that made it a better CR 10, basically upgrading it to what is called the CR 10 S. Yeah. And it just expanded and it made it better. It can run things faster. It prints cleaner, better layer lines, all the good stuff. Um, and then he was like you should get a voron and i'm like i don't have time to build the voron and so it became the sort of thing where he was like i'll build it for you if you get the kit and i'm like all right fine so then i ordered the kit had him build it and now um he he now he's he's basically sitting here like the, the okay the bamboo lab bamboo labs x1 carbon is a printer that was announced like 2 years ago or so and when it was first announced, I specifically remember him being like, "That's stupid. I'm not going to get into that. It's a closed ecosystem. Uh, <laughs> it has it has lidar, but like you don't know what it, the cameras are connecting to. Like it's some Chinese spy company, spyware, blah blah blah. Like just kind of going off about it, right? Yeah. And he wasn't the only one who went off about that. Like the whole 3D printing community was kind of like, "That's a little shady. Like the printers cool." but that's all a little shady. And then the reviews started coming out because bamboo labs sent their 3d printer to every single YouTube (laughs) 3d printing community person and was like, talk about our printer. And every single one of those YouTubers was able to pull the thing out of the box, fire it up and print the fastest Benchy, the benchmark boat. If you're not familiar, the Benchy benchmark boat that they've ever printed in their lives. Like, like from setup to the print ending was like a half an hour and used to be able that you could print maybe a Benchy full speed in a half hour. And they were setting up the printer, hooking it to their Wi-Fi, sending a Benchy from their computer to the printer and printing it in like a half an hour's time. The Benchy itself takes like 12 minutes to run, which is an insane print time for this thing. Um, so the Bamboo Labs like is now kind of the industry standard of like this is how you need 3D printing to work in order for it to catch on as like yeah. a craft thing for people to do for fun and um, Bamboo Labs is just out here killing it coming out with new technology with, with for their stuff and Andy bought one of the, I think he, he bought the P1S which is not the X1 or the X1 Carbon but it's still, it's the same framework as those things and the same speed but it doesn't have a um doesn't have a touch screen is the only difference, and I don't think it's fully enclosed as as the other ones are. I think it's partially enclosed, um, but it's the the hobby of 3D printing, and for me, that's all it really is right now. is just a hobby. is It's something to do and tinker with and play with, and there's so many different models and things to mess around with. And if you go on the websites like Thingiverse or whatever. And you start flipping through all the stuff that's available on there. You're just like, not only are there like cool, you know, showcase models of like what these printers are capable of in terms of like detail or just beautiful design work, uh, you know, creating different vases or receptacles. And just it's, you're able to display like, you you can you can model something digitally on a computer and then actually just print it off mm-hmm. you know it's it's like it's like going from hey, I just made this in Photoshop in Miss Leitner's art class and I got to print it on the fancy inkjet printer that does photo paper and it's a really nice art print that I did. It's like that but for three-dimensional objects now to be yeah. able to like model something in 3D on a computer and then be able to send it from there from your computer to a printer. And then it prints in three dimensions, and you're able to physically hold it in your hand, is pretty incredible. Um, And it's a great hobby. It's an absolute time suck of a hobby. (laughs) Um, I think that's what I'm most afraid of. (laughs) But that's the thing is, is once you kind of get over the novelty of like doing dumb, like printing dumb shit, like everybody prints dumb shit. Look, and and I don't mean dumb as like this is stupid. I just mean like you're you're just kind of printing mindless things for the most part how many, of those, how many than, skulls has Andy printed and <laughs> I mean he does a lot of them for Henry because I think Henry likes them but ultimately yeah. like, I think the skull has become one of his benchmarks for how good his printer is able to print because it's a model that he's printed tons of them of. I have one sitting on my desk right now a full size human skull printed on his 3D printer mm-hmm. and like it. once you kind of get over that novelty and you realize all of the practical things that you can print it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. you, there's a lot you can do with it. I started printing um, little Google Home Mini stands um, that, like, the plug hooks in here, and then the Google Home Mini goes in here, and then I can just plug it into the wall. Like, Oh, nice. So I don't have to have the Google Homes, like, resting on a countertop. Like, they're yeah. up off the ground. Like, there's no cord hanging down anywhere. Like, it's all, like, self-contained that's one of the practical prints I've made on top of the keyboard stands I made for Corey, which again, I designed myself and then was able to print like on my own printer and it turned out cool. Like that's really cool. Yeah. And there's all kinds of like, you know, people making desk organizers and like, you know, they, I think it's called like hex board where it's, it's almost like a pegboard system, but you're making like little organizational things for your office or your workshop to like hold tools and, you know, other things And, um, it's like once again, when, when you're beyond the novelty of it, there's so many cool practical things that you can do with 3d printing that it's, it becomes more than just a hobby. It's like, it's almost like it is like the future of like home manufacturing in a way, you know, I I can't remember if it was uncle Jesse, who's a YouTuber that I watch who does, he mainly does a lot of, um, like miniatures using, uh, the Elago resin printers. But he also does a lot of movie props, too. So he's done, like, after Loki aired, I don't know if Disney licensed him to do it or not or what, but, like, he started printing off Loki horns for people. Like, it's a headband that you can wear that has Loki's horns, and he, like, Elagoo sponsored the episode, so he was showing off the new Elagoo printer, printing these Loki horns that he sells on his Etsy shop, like, as movie props and things like that. Like Nice. But he did a whole episode on 3D scanning using the LiDAR on, like, your iPhone, and yeah. he's, like, this piece on my refrigerator broke and it wasn't latching the door correctly so i used my phone to 3d scan it and then i brought it in the modeling program and smoothed out the model and made it look great because 3d lidar technology at the time was not the best Mm -hmm. but he ended up printing off this part that repaired his fridge that he otherwise would have had to buy like a new door to his fridge to replace yeah But instead, he spent maybe a couple hours figuring out how to make the thing and then printed it for literally 50 cents worth of material, if that, and hooked it up to his fridge and it works like it's it's so much more than like a dumb hobby at this point. And that part again, part of me is like, how can I monetize this more? And I and like You know, Uncle Jesse and a few other YouTubers are all just like, yeah, like you just need to find someone who has a really practical model that a lot of people would use. And then you contact them and you say, hey, I'm going to start an Etsy store. I'll give you X amount per piece that I sell of your particular model. And you just strike up a deal with them. And it's people helping people, helping people. Like, so. I I've considered doing that. I really just I like I don't want to have to pay somebody else for like the models that I make. So I'm I'm always trying to figure out to, how do I model things myself, you know, and just do that and be able to print them. But I'm always like, what is something practical that I could print on my own? And in all reality, like the keyboard stands. If I took off Corey's little logo from it and just had like a generic one, which I'll probably do at some point. Like it's a very practical keyboard stand. It works really well like it holds the keyboards really nicely. I've bought, I've purchased, um, some adhesive foam rubber to put on the underside of it as like feet to kind of give it a little more grip and less slide. And it won't be as clacky when you set it down or pick it up or whatever. Um, like the, I I printed one of them at like 50% size and it makes a perfect cell phone holder for like landscape view. Or if you're like charging your phone, like, it's a nice little cell phone holder, like it's just and it's cheap like I think each of those um keyboard stands they cost me something like I don't remember the total math on it, but including the power usage of the printer, yeah, with the material, it was under three dollars like per keyboard stand, and I was like, I could sell these for ten fifteen bucks like and yeah. people would pay that and I'd make money off this like so. They, I mean, I I don't. I'm not sure, like, where else you want to go with this conversation, like, in I terms did... of three D printing. But I just, I think, like, I think everybody, any anybody who's nerdy can find some way to implement three D printing into their life in like a fun and like enjoyable manner. And I think for you, specifically, like, you've had me print some things for you that were smaller, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think, like, the rabbit hole you you will go down a rabbit hole of printing probably let me let me see you will print tron like you're going to go through and you're going <laughs> to oh you're going to be if like oh
0: print, there, how, do I, like, how do i how do i print oh.
1: somebody's probably got light cycles on like light cycle models on thingiverse and i'm sure you can find all the daft punk helmets like you will go and you'll do that stuff and that's all going to be super fun and you're really going to enjoy doing that but then you're going to run into an instance where you're like holy shit this throttle button on my electric lawnmower fucking broke. <laughs> I need to replace yeah. it, and I don't want to buy another seven hundred dollar lawnmower. I can three D print one for five cents, and then you're going to do that. And like, like you, nobody seems to notice the practicality of three D printers at first. It, you kind of like the 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 practical practicality comes to you. In a moment yeah. of like distress, of like ah oh, fuck, what am I gonna do? And then all of or a sudden you're like,
0: like, this would be easier for me to just fucking print it myself than <laughs> buy it or find. But it But that's the thing. It. It,
1: well, and then you go you go through the process of like designing it, slicing it, printing it twenty five different times, figuring out different levels of efficiency to print it faster or better or whatever. And you're like, well, I could have just bought it on Amazon for like five cents, and would have taken me ten minutes. But that's not fun. Like, yeah. There's yeah. zero fun in going on Amazon and just buying some bullshit, you know, it is way more fun to learn the process. And maybe it's just me as a person. Like, I find it more enjoyable to learn the process of designing the thing, you know, busting out cal. I bought calipers. Yeah. For, I could have. Three- I'm purposes. sure I could have 3D printed some fucking calipers. <laughs> but I was like, I went on Amazon, and bought some calipers and, you know, I measuring shit and figuring it out and then putting it in the modeling program and designing the thing. And like, I like that process and to be able to do that and come out with a final product that is like a usable, practical object is so cool. So ultimately that might be something too,
0: that you end up being like, Hey, I made this thing that fixes this problem that people are probably also having."
1: Exactly. Well, that was like the head, the headband on, uh, the Sony headset, you know, very common Piece of plastic that would break, and somebody redesigned it for people with gigantic heads and normal size heads uh, as a 3D printable uh, object. And I, you know, I printed one, I think I did one for you. Yep. And I also did one for Santana, which, who I haven't spoken to since the pandemic. So that's, but Joey, if you're out there, dude, um, I hope you're doing well. Um, But yeah, like the, there, again, you just, being able to make the thing, have it have a tangible object come of it. And like you said, have it solve a problem that maybe other people are having. Like that's kind of the whole, that's the fun of the whole hobby, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think for me, the reason that it popped up as a topic for me to ask you, like, honestly, like I probably thought about this topic at some point last year when I was like, Oh, this would be a fun, but I never put it in the, I never put it in the Discord because I kind of just wanted to drop it on you and see where you took it, was that I'm just sitting there in this Discord chat with you and Andy, and like, it's funny because I feel like the three of us are almost never in the same conversation at once. (laughs) Like, we're all there, but it's usually like, I'm talking to you, or you're talking to Andy, or I'm talking, like, it's never, it's never we are all It's very rarely we are all talking about the same thing at the same time. (laughs) Right. And so there's just this litany of 3D printer shit where I'm just like, I could try to start understanding this, but I kind of don't want to because one, it's going to take more time and money away from me that I don't currently have. And two... I feel very behind. (laughs) So like, I was like, I can just ask you to catch me up a bit just to understand like the Voron situation, which I think I got a lot of the, like I, I, I pieced a lot of context clues together to understand some of what you said like just now in terms of like, it was this community source 3d printer situation kind of thing. Um, But just, like, I don't know. It's funny to be, like, I'm paying attention to those conversations, but not at, like, 100%. I catch maybe 70% of what comes in.
1: And it's funny because I will say it was my idea to get you the Ender 3 for, for your birthday. Yeah. And Andy happened to get a coupon from Micro Center that he got one super cheap sale. And he's like, hey, like, I just got this coupon. Like, we should totally do that. Like... And so it was kind of like our way of trying to get you're you trying, into you're it. You trying to
0: bring me into it. I I and I totally knew I was like I was like they they want me to to join. They want me because, to be part of the club. Because
1: it's fun. Like it's yeah. just fun. But in all reality like you I I think um I, I Josh in our Discord in in our in in the fun squad Discord he picked up an Ender 3 and he had a very frustrating time getting it set up. Mm. Um that's again the the difference between like the Ender three series of printers and like the Bamboo Labs printers is the Ender three you have to put together and like it is it's like building a model yeah, yeah. um and the Bamboo Labs you pull out of a box and hit print like very <laughs> yeah. it's very much that so interesting but again I I thoroughly enjoyed building my CR ten when I got it yeah and I bought that from China and had it sh- it it took. Way longer to get here than I was expecting it to. (laughs) But I got it for really cheap at the time. Um, But the process of building it was fun because that's not something I've ever really done myself. And I kind of regret having Andy build the Voron, but in all reality, like if I didn't have him do it, I never would have done it because we just had a kid and I wasn't going to have time anyways, you know? Um, that's, That's not to say you... I mean I I don't I'm sure you have plenty of other things that take up your time but I don't think the Ender 3 is that difficult to put together. Yeah. I th- I think in respect like in comparison to the Voron where you're actually like soldering wires and like you're countersinking like pl- like uh threaded uh elements into plastic so that you yeah. can screw things together and shit you don't have to do any of that with the Ender. You're screwing together the frame. The computer's already put together... Like, you screw together the frame, you put on the... The, uh, the bed. The, the, the heated bed, and you probably have to level it to some extent or whatever, and then you're probably good to go to a certain extent. By good to go, I mean you can power it up, you can probably you can print... start to tinker with it and figure out how to... Right, it. figure out how to make yeah. it better. Yeah. Um. So... I just, yeah, it was it was our way of trying to get you into it, too, just because, like, I am trying to think of other... I mean, that's essentially what happened with you and me and him and video games and computers and cell phone technology and, like, all these other, like, nerdy things that we've grown up with, you know, as, as we were introduced to them by dad, you know, being mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, here's an Atari, and, like, that predates you, technically, but... You know, dad brought an Atari home. I don't even know where he got it from, but one day yeah. he showed up with an Atari in a bunch of games like Moon Patrol and, and Asteroids and Galaga and like all these things. And Andy and I started playing them and obsessing over them. And then one day dad came home with a Nintendo and we didn't know where it came from, but dad had a Nintendo and <laughs> now we have a Nintendo. So we started playing Mario all the time. And then it became like, well, what other games can we play? So we started, like, playing other games and renting other games. And and then it was like, then I had my, because um, I had my tube surgeries as a kid. I think it was, I was eight years old when the Sega Genesis came into our lives, you know? And I had Sonic and I had uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. Like, so, like... As we've been introduced to these things, you know the internet in general. Dad's like, "Hey, we're going to beta test this thing called America Online," and we started like we were like the first people. I remember being yeah. on AOL and there was nobody to talk to. Yep. Like, we, like there was the kids' corner or whatever, and like there was maybe like a chat room or two that you could hop into. Random chat
0: rooms, yeah.
1: Yeah, but like What'd I remember you guys being think on of the
0: Drew Carey Show this week, <laughs> right? Like
1: being on AOL with like six people to talk to in a chat room and just being like, "Hey." You know, I'm from Michigan, and I'm 10 years old, and everyone's like, oh, a kid, uh, like, and then the one guy's like, ooh, a kid, you know, like... (laughs) like, (laughs) Check out this link, it's called Goatsy. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And, like... Oh, God. You know, doing that, and then, like, we were the first people I knew that had a cable modem, you know, and, like, we were the first people that I knew that played games online, Mm -hmm. like... You know what i mean like it was just one of the it, like 3d printing became one of those things where like that you know dad didn't introduce it to us this time like andy did but yeah. andy you know he he's he kind of looks like dad every once in a while when he's got his beard going but um <laughs> uh, but yeah it's like it, it, it he, i think if i get glasses
0: i will beat you both there so <laughs> yeah probably probably the gray and the and the receding hairline yeah but
1: but but yeah, it was you know it's it, it, again it, it was my idea to get you the printer for your birthday. Andy reinforced it, and it was our way of like trying to get you into it too. And you know, I I we both understand the time commitment it I, takes to I, do anything in life now with
0: yeah with children around.
1: No, and it's, even even is, without children, it's I not mean, even
0: yeah it's not even necessarily the time for me so much as it is the space. And as you can see behind me, my basement is in shambles. And if it was yeah. even in like 10% less shambles, I'd probably have it set up and like somewhere doing something. Yeah. But there's the part of me that wants to like, you know, there's part of me that's kind of like, man, if I took it to work and threw it in a fume hood, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to do with it with any kind of material that I want. And that'd be so awesome. But yeah, no I have absolutely. To be at work so it's kind of like yeah like i think um it, i feel it coming i just i th- it's been it's been one of those things where it's like i want i want to give this more time and space than i know that i have right now yeah. so i my one of my goals this uh holiday break cuz i'm going to take a little bit of extra time off um now that reese is in Daycare as well. I can take her to daycare and actually work on shit around the house and like try and get back to some form of like not looking like
1: a tornado constantly. Yeah, it's just, just thrashing. Clean, clean up house. your space a little more so you actually have room to set it up and do it. I mean, I that's the thing is I built the CR ten at the shop because I had no room at home to do it <laughs> exactly. And that's part of the reason it stayed at the shop for a while, you know, because yeah. there, there's nowhere for me to set it up and. Now it's like, I don't, it's not even set up right now. It's in the hallway. I have the Voron on the big, the other computer desk over here. <laughs> like, But yeah, it, <laughs> like the, you just yeah. got to find the time and the space and, and the mental capacity to do it, which I realized all three of those things can be difficult. Uh, and like, like I mentioned earlier, I thought things are supposed to get a little bit easier, but it just yeah. seems like things just keep getting a little more difficult. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it will happen, and I'm sure it will be a topic that would come up. I'm Sunday curious West. to know what like other people listening to this are going to think or say, or what questions they might have about 3D printing. I'm by no by no means like a 3D printing expert, but again, it's a hobby that I'm really into. Um, and I will be honest with you, I watch 3D printing videos on YouTube almost daily. Like, <laughs> yeah, rev- no, reviews see that or like. I- just understanding technology and like there's a couple of YouTubers that I'm really into that they post a weekly video like showing off new things that they've learned and it's, it's just an ever evolving community of, 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 you know, makers and crafting and cool things, you know, like again, you would enjoy it from the standpoint of like Andy's doing like printing off an Iron Man helmet, you know, or whatever. you know like like,
0: so that you say there's two things here in joining in on the the YouTube channel that I've recently become addicted to there's one called Macho Nacho Productions okay (laughs) this dude who makes these very well edited videos of performing console mods like old school console mods like or like cleaning up a Sega Nomad that the screen doesn't work anymore or like there are people out there that are literally like making hdmi mods for your game gear which like why the fuck would you ever put an hdmi on your game gear but somebody's done it and so like his shit is really awesome and there's a ton of like times where he's like oh yeah somebody 3d printed this shell for a thing that i'm making here because i have i've taken a uh game boy advance sp and turned it into a home console or something like that and so That is one, like, the whole, like, retro game modification situation is one where I'm like, I would totally do that. And then you mentioned Tron. The one thing that I didn't have for my, like, Tron costume back in 2012 when I did it was, like, they have these things that the identity discs will mount onto on their back yeah and like at the time there were people that were like using like cnc routers to make like mill them out of like black resin of some kind like some kind of nylon probably or something like that probably acrylic likely yeah i i I don't know exactly which acrylic is
1: cheap and easy to mill like with a cnc and you don't even need a powerful cnc to do it people
0: didn't even want it this wasn't for the cheap people this was for the like we wanted this is like screen accurate bullshit type thing. But yeah,
1: I did, you, I, did you search Tron on Thingiverse after I mentioned it? Like in this, I
0: have not. No, I, I think I Cause did. Cause the at second one point, thing is the, is see. the
1: Tron legacy disc. And it looks like this guy set it up with like translucent filament on the outside. So it lights up and shit.
0: Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like I really just would love to have an identity disc holder that I could put on the back of that jacket. Uh, That would be better than just like the four magnets that I used to like put it on there because that's what people were doing. But yeah,
1: no, this guy's got one here. It's it's called Tron Backpack, uh, and it's (laughs) it's a it's a an inner plate and the outer fixture that you then um, fix to an article of clothing, and it shows him with his identity disc on his back. And it's the same... I think it's the same guy that made the Legacy disc. Yeah, same guy.
0: Yeah, that is so. that is exactly what I would have been looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: that then is. when I scroll down in this same posting, there's a couple of Destiny guns um, and then a uh, uh, the Hyrule sword. Yeah. Um, so, yes. I mean, that's uh, like just from props from games and movies and everything. I mean, it's all... It's such a it's such a cool hobby. Like it's such a cool thing. And Megan keeps yelling at me about having multiple 3D printers. She doesn't understand why I have multiple, and it's like, you know, why not? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. The resin no, I, printer I, yeah. I have in the garage is one that I could probably do without, just because it, it, resin printing is so difficult and time consuming in terms of prep and teardown that. It's almost not worth it unless you're planning on doing it all the time. Yeah. So, but oh, no, there's not even
0: a guy here that has like watch battery holder. It's like a little tube that you can put a bunch of watch batteries in. That's like that's fucking awesome.
1: There's there's so many things. Like even yeah. that's the thing is, I'll just go to the Thingiverse website, like right at the at the front page, and just flip through, and you've got this the book shark bookmark it's literally like a bookmark that looks like a shark fin that sticks out from the top of your book like that's so dumb but (laughs) it's such a great idea like I love that I don't read enough to use a bookmark but it would be cool if I did like you know the guys who make all kinds of different chip clips and bag clips and things and like you know like cabinet door latches and screwdriver bit holders and just all this stuff like
0: fucking micro SD card holder yeah That's great.
1: The one that sl- the slim micro SD card holder that'll fit in your yes. wallet. Yeah, like, yeah. I, and that's the thing is I flip through this front page of Thingiverse on a weekly basis just to see what pops up, and there's always something where I'm like, man, like I should totally print that off, and then I just never download the model and do it because I'm like too lazy. But it's yeah, it's it's just too cool, man. It, there's so much you can do with it. It's such a versatile hobby, and you can do it as a joke or you can do it for like serious th- things, but there's like there's something for everybody in 3D printing in a way like it's, like it's just too good if you're like some weird organizational OCD freak like there is you can make containers for everything you know like bespoke I, specific containers for yeah. whatever you want and j- there's yeah. just there's so there's so much it's so cool it's such a cool hobby i love it i love doing it it's just fun so this this what this page is
0: fucking like, custom made vacuum cleaner nozzle with built-in small part protection. Yeah, so you don't suck like little screws little screws
1: and, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's genius.
0: Incredible, incredible.
1: The big the big well, one the one that's big and popular right now is um, you know who Mark Rober is, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, the former NASA guy.
1: Yeah, and he does. He does like the um the package thief, like yeah, patchy, like glitter bombs yes, and decoy, stuff. Decoy. Yeah. Yep. He he designed like a pellet gun that you like. It, it all prints in place on the 3D printer, and like people are like kind of like remixing this pellet gun in different ways and creating bullets for it and whatnot, like different kinds of projectiles <laughs> that you can launch out of it. But it's all spring loaded from the springs that it prints on itself on the build plate and you and you pull it off the build plate and you can cock the gun itself and it just shoots little pellets that you 3d print the pellets if you want like i mean it's that's a really popular one right now that people are remixing the hell out of but yeah it's it's too cool man like i could talk about it all for days probably i people would just laugh what kind of garbage are you printing now Blah, blah blah whatever but it's yeah it's fun man i love it it's good it's a good hobby so beautiful. Well, but yeah, I again, I'm curious if anybody else has questions about 3D printing like I'm happy to like and you know, in, indulge like whatever knowledge and information I have uh that 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 can that I can lend. I'm I'm happy to do it. So clearly, for sure. as I just did for like an hour. Please write in. Let us know yeah real quick uh I also wanted to jump on some music stuff for the side quest here code seven put out a new song called hold tight they got a new album dropping in like a month I'm really excited for that check out code seven if you haven't heard that I also want to shout out Caroline Polachek or Polachek I'm not exactly sure how she pronounces her name but her newest album called desire I want to turn into you is really 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 good um been enjoying that one and then what else did I have here that I wanted to talk about uh I did link in a couple of our chats, Sleep Token, a live show of Sleep Token, which was really good, and a Polyphia show that was really good. Oh, Honey Revenge. If you're into Paramore, Honey Revenge is really good. Their album called Retrovision is out right now. It's very awesome. And they're on tour currently. I believe it's their first headlining tour. That kept popping up in my Reels feed on Instagram and Facebook, um, probably because I watch a lot of Paramore videos because I love Haley. She's just great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and then what else did I have or was that pretty much it? That's pretty much it for stuff that doesn't involve me musically. And then I also posted a Gamma Foundation video that I found from like 10 years ago on YouTube that's available. If you, um, if you think about it, Alex, you could maybe pop that in the, in the liner notes yeah. or whatever, the show notes. I'll throw that in there. Um, so if anybody wants to see me sing in a band, uh, you can tell me how awful my singing voice is. There's a couple points where it's not great. Um, but I do thoroughly enjoy that band and, uh, miss it very much. So check that out. Other than that, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us on this extra long side quest about 3d printing and being nerds. Peace.